special guests with us here today. Yuri and Tanya Binder is their last name. And uh, Rana goes, man, I should have pulled some old video back in the 90s where Yuri and I were preaching and Yuri was interpreting it. Maybe we'll find some of those old videos. But uh, I'm going to have Yuri come up here, give him uh, all the time for his, his family. His whole family is here and, uh, and they can share. And then at the end of the service, I'll get up and we want to we bless them. And so with that, let's welcome Yuri Binder as he comes. One, two, three. Wow. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Thank you, Pastor Rhonda. We are so honored. For us, it's truly huge honor and privilege to, to be in this church. We heard about you, about your church for so many years. Uh, we received so much from your pastor. He's been so many times in our country. Uh, and that's all probably for your money. <laughs> He was buying tickets and traveling and bringing us lots of humanitarian help together with Peter and together with teams. And um, because of the American missionaries like, uh, like you, uh, Pastor Michael and Rhonda, Ukraine and former Soviet Union actually could become um, more and more open from communistic regime into the freedom of God. And now we see lots and lots of churches all over the countries, all over former Soviet Union. Uh, and majority of them were started by American missionaries. Uh, so many powerful ministries, they, if you trace them back, it was from somebody who sacrificed a lot, like a month of his life or three weeks, sacrificed lots of um, money, efforts, and came to Ukraine or Russia and spent quality time with, with people. And they can trace that back to that 1992, 93, 94, those years. Um, I think very few churches that do not trace back to America. <laughs> so thank you so very much for all your investment for all your prayers. I see now how you do it. <laughs> you pray, you send um, missionaries right now a lot to Sri Lanka. And so uh, we're truly thankful. We're truly thankful. Um, when Perestroika started, when Iron Curtain fell, um, we, we stopped believing in communism, but we did not know what to believe. And it was such a vac vacuum. And so... Um, I got saved also uh, from American missionary, um, not from your church, but from another church in California. Um, and I remember we were ready to believe so many things and praise God for the right people to come <laughs> and right people to preach. Um, and um, it was 1993 when I got saved. I was 18. Now I'm 45. I don't want you to calculate. <laughs> By the way, we, two days ago I got my birthday, 45. Yeah. And today my son's birthday. Yeah, he's 19. Um, let me introduce to you my wife, Tanya. Um, and then my son, Mark, the oldest, and Robert and Richard. Can you wave, people? <laughs> 
God blessed us with three boys. Um, yeah, we couldn't make a girl. And um, yeah, it was 1993. I just want to share a brief history uh, and uh, that you would understand a little bit of our history. Uh, I got saved in 1993, and um, I remember I experienced my first miracle. That was so mind-blowing. It was like the whole universe turned upside down. I realized that everything what they say about Jesus is actually true. Because I was coming to the meetings and first few months I didn't see any supernatural. I didn't have an encounter as we call it. I was like, yeah, it's really logical. It's really kind of systematic and people are nice. <laughs> people are smiling. And that was already something big for our country because people didn't smile at all. <laughs> it was like, if you smile without a reason, it's a sign of stupidity as we could call it. <laughs> That's why if you look at the Soviet pictures, people don't smile there. People like, because, because, just because, I don't know. <laughs> and so people were nice in the church, and I was visiting church for a few months. And then um, one situation, um, financial situation, I owed some money to the person that I borrowed and the big interest. And it grew to an amount of $450. And for Ukraine at that time, it was huge money. It was like my father's yearly salary. Um, and so I did not know what to do. And people started pressing on me almost every day. And I remember I was in one of the meetings. And one it was not my pastor. It was another minister, by the way, English speaking. I don't, just don't remember exactly what his name. And he said... Uh, test God how good he is. Test him. And I was like, okay, how can I test him? He said, can you think of a really harsh situation that you go through and ask God to help you? And I was like, yeah, I've got one huge. <laughs> I, I need $450, that money that my father never could even save. And so I was like, yes, I have that. And then that uh, Christian leader was saying, and just believe that he loves you and he will respond. So simple prayer. I repeated that prayer. Remember, I never seen a miracle till that time before. So I was still doubting. I was like, ah, yeah, it sounds really logical, the whole Christianity, but I'm not sure about miracles. <laughs> and, and then I prayed that prayer kind of with a question mark, like, God, if you really there, if you really love me, if you really hear and you care for me, if really what he says is truth, then give me the money. And something like kind of that prayer. <laughs> and three days later, now, it was like amazing for me. I'm meeting another guy from... Uh, actually, Virginia. His name was John Barber. I still connection with him. He visited Odessa. He meets with me, and he's asking about my story. And then he says, let's meet another day. So we meet the second day. It was like Thursday, four days after Sunday. And he says, Yuri, I prayed for you yesterday. I'm a believer. 
and I feel like God told me to give you some money. And I was like, hmm, that's nice. And he says, um, and I prayed and uh, I felt like I need to uh, help you with your debt. Because I told him about my debt, but I never mentioned the amount. Because I didn't want information to go out to my parents. Because they would sell an apartment just to help me out. And so um, he said, I prayed and God told me to cover your debt. And I said, well, John, this is good, but you don't really know how much it is. Because I thought, American person would think maybe Ukrainian guy has a debt of $20 or $50. So I said, John, you don't know how much it is. And he said, I think I know. It's $450, right? And I was like, right, but how do you know? And he said, well, I prayed about the numbers, and God showed me 450 Let's go to the bank. I don't remember how we got there because I was so shocked. I was like, like a robot, like walking. <laughs> and I remember I woke up only after he was asking me at the cashier's place, do you need hundreds or fifties? He was so nice. Do you want hundreds or fifties? And I was like, what? I don't care, like, <laughs> give me the money. I took the money, I returned it immediately to that person that I borrowed from. I remember I came back home, I closed my room, it was already dark, and I'm sitting in the floor and hundreds of thoughts in my mind, like, did he read my mind? Is he telepathic? Or uh, he just came to the country, he couldn't meet the guy that... I owed money to. So how did he come up with a number 450? And then how he became so generous to give it to me, we just met two days ago. Can you imagine if somebody would give you like $50,000? In American equivalent right now, it's like a yearly salary. Like, can you imagine somebody meets you and the next day he gives you 50,000 cash? Like that kind of miracle for me it was. So I'm sitting in the floor and I'm like swirling in my head and then I feel for the first time in my life I feel like like a heavy heavy thought so clearly like pressing on all my little thoughts it's like and in English now you see I'm alive and I knew it's not my vocabulary I knew it's not the thought from my reasoning it was so obvious that somebody is talking to me from a side. And I'm like, is that God talking to me? What should I do? Should I stand on my knees? Should I take my hands like this? Or should I raise my... I was panicking. I did not know how to talk to God. I, I know for, for you here in this country, it sounds like nonsense. But for us, we never prayed ever communism. We thought we came from monkeys. <laughs> and so I'm like standing and I okay yes maybe that's God talking to me so what should I do and I tried to respond something and I felt so so loved because I knew God blessed me with this money and I'm like God what should I do what should I do what should I do and I felt like he gave me the desire to go back to that place where people study the Bible. Because I realized that the preacher who prayed for me was a biblical-based preacher. 
So I returned to that church. So that was my miracle that really, you know, gave me, I believe I was born from above at that moment. Yeah, and then um, many, many miracles after, uh, after that happened. Um, we got married. That was my biggest miracle that God gave me such a gorgeous wife, such a powerful wife. Um, then doctor told us that we cannot have kids because uh, of the Chernobyl. And Tanya lived close, um, not really close, but still that territory was really influenced by radiation. And doctor told her, um, unfortunately, you will never be able to have kids. And you married to a Jewish guy. Don't tell him that this is your problem. Let him think that this is his problem. <laughs> because if he's Jewish and he realizes that this is your problem, then he will divorce you because Jewish men want to have kids. That was the advice of a doctor. <laughs> well, and so... She comes back home, and of course, she immediately shared with me. We prayed. Uh, we already seen miracles of healing in the church. By the way, Peter was the first that uh, actually was praying in my, right in front of my eyes. I've seen so many deliverances and healings. As interpreter, you kind of stand close to the preacher, and you see all the, you know, everything happens right in front of you. And so many times demons were coming out, especially epilepsy. That was his favorite. And uh, I was like shocked to see how these like people shout and then they fall down. And so we believed in healing. So we prayed and then uh, actually a year later, right? About a year later, Mark was born, 2001. And uh, then Robert and Richard. So we've seen many, many miracles. I feel today, um, I want to share um, through my story, uh, I believe God wants to point our attention to the times of, of the storms. Um, when, we, when we came here, I felt um, so, so strong that today God will do a miracle to every one of you. And I want to share a few of our stories, of our testimony, when uh, we were in a true storm and, and God did a miracle. And I know the whole country goes through, the whole world goes through the storm. But I know in my heart that even if you don't feel like you need it, but I know God prepared a miracle for you too. <laughs> um, the, one of the first storm that happened... Um, it was actually with Mark. We just, uh, he, he was born, he was one year old, uh, four months old or five months old. And we felt the word move to Kiev. Uh, it was the capital of Ukraine. So, oh, by the way, how much time do I have? <laughs> but I want to I wanna leave. My wife also has lots to say, lots to say. Um, till 12, 15? <laughs> I'll, I'll try to be short that my wife could also minister. Um, we felt God is moving us to Kiev, capital. We moved, spent all the money on rent, and I'm just like running around looking for a job. I'm looking for a job and looking for a job. I cannot find anything. And the money are coming like $10 left, $5 left, and Mark was already 
on the formula. Um, Tanya stopped breastfeeding him and he was on formula and we had some food in the house but the most important one was the formula. And I see the formula is going down and my money is going down and there's no money for formula. And I'm walking around and I'm looking for any place to work and I remember it was so tough, I was like, first baby, and I did not know how to provide for his food. But I knew God brought us to Kiev. I knew there's a plan of God, there's grace of God. And I remember I was walking around and thinking, the harder the time, the bigger the miracle is going to be. <laughs> God gave me that phrase to keep me strong. The harder the time, the greater the miracle will be. And so uh, we gave him the last formula. He ate like 2 p.m. And I'm thinking like he'll survive for six hours. And then at about 8 p.m. I have to give him something to eat. I know for America this is completely strange stories, but that's what we went through. Um, and so I'm still running for a job, looking for a job. Then about 6 p.m. No, about 5 p.m. I get a phone call. I'm like, who is that? Peter Mel. Oh, hi, Yuri, how are you? We are here in the country, in the airport, and we're going to drive through your place, and I have an envelope for you from Pastor Michael Bartolomeo. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Please, you're very welcome. <laughs> and so... Peter drives from the airport, gives us the envelope. I remember I'm opening the envelope and I cannot believe my eyes. It was 500 bucks for Ukraine at that time. Huge, huge money. And um, I had even one hour and a half to rent to the store, buy the formula and bring it to Mark. And Mark never even noticed anything. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then we heard the story that uh, you've been, you told us that you've been in the shower and you heard like Yuri needs money. And, and then you called Peter and like, Peter, are you by any chance know the best way how to pass the money? And Peter said, well, I'm flying in like in a few days. So if you give me the envelope, I can pass it to him. So it was like perfect combination. Uh, how God usually orchestrates everything. And so um, I thought, wow, I need to hear God like Pastor Michael hears the Lord because <laughs> he heard it so, <laughs> it was so needed. Um, and that was the time when everything was shaking and God provided more than we expected. Um, another storm that I could... Um, Think of the recent ones. Um, well, we moved uh, 2003. We moved to America to start a Russian-speaking church in New York. Oh, 2004. I'm sorry, 2004. And that was the adventure, big adventure. Um, and we've been there for six years. It was always stormy. New York is always like so many things happening. But I want to share with you um, one more story, and then we go back to the storm in the Bible. Um, it happened uh, three, three years ago uh, when we went, I went to the first 
a year of Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. If you've heard of uh, the church, Bethel, and there's a school of ministry there. I, I remember the moment when I felt really strong. I need to learn from teachers there. I need to go to this school. But there was no savings. But I had that word, go. And I was like, uh, I wish I could save money first and then go. That's much easier for my logic. But at the same time, I felt really strong that there's no time to waste. You need to go and study and focus on the study. Don't work. And all the years in America, we've been working. All, all the years since 2004 as we moved, all the years we've been working and doing ministry. But this time I felt focused on the studies. So I applied, I went to a school of ministry, and then we spent all the money we had, and then we started selling everything we have. We sold one car, we sold some other things from the garage, we sold something else and something else through Amazon account. <laughs> and then there's nothing else to sell except for the dog and a cat. <laughs> and, and so I remember such a storm. And I'm, every moment I'm like, should I quit or not? Should I quit or not? But I felt God led me to the school to, to learn. So I know that there's his grace. But where is his grace? <laughs> like you don't see it. And, and I'm, every moment I'm thinking like... Um, Okay, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Like a constant engine working, like da 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 What should I do? What should I do? God, I thank you. I I know you're a provider, but what should I do? What should I do? What should And I remember it was so um it's like I was not swimming but kinda trying to what's the English word? like you're in the water and you're barely like you're barely surviving. Uh and I remember I would go to the worship setting in the school and in the worship I feel presence of God. I feel, ah, oh, God will provide, everything will be all right. And my engine stops and I'm in peace and everything is fine. As soon as I go back home, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And I remember a moment when I saw like a vision and I believe that's a vision for all of us today. I saw a vision how God is in the throne and he is the source. And it's like a, lots of blessings are flowing from him. And then these blessings I saw in a vision like a little boxes. And in one box it, it said, my job. Another box said, friends. Another box was uh, like a church people or something or like gifts, talents, abilities. Like I saw how God has many, many ways to provide. And I realized that I was constantly expecting God to bless us only through a certain revenues. How my mind was expecting the blessings. I was expecting like blessings from here, from here, here, like five revenues. And I saw in the vision that I should take my eyes 
away from these five revenues and look at him as the source and see that he has hundreds of different revenues to bless us and not trust the job, not trust the gifts and talents, not trust the abilities, not trust the family members or friends or church or anything, but trust him alone. And I saw that vision like, wow, God has millions of ways to bless us. And I remember approximately at that time, we had a very intense worship setting in the suburbs. And for two hours, we were laying on the floor, <laughs> interestingly, together with my wife. Um, um, that was, no, that was another time. Anyway, I remember I experienced such a peace. And for the first time, I felt like this engine is not running anymore. Like I stopped thinking and trying to figure it out. How is that going to connect? And, and about it, at that time, um, I'm sitting in the auditorium, 1,400 students, um, large school. And the assistant of the, uh, of the director of the school, she says from the stage, and now it's going to be a surprise for two families that are here. And uh, for two people. And we know that you are here because you swiped in. We had to swipe in. And then she says somebody's name. And then she says my name. And Tanya actually happened to be in the building because I invited her as a guest to school because I felt she needs to go next year as a student as well. And so she was there uh, in the building. And then they call my name. And I was like, what did I do? Like, why are they calling me? So I ran to the stage. And then they give another uh, person who was there and me a huge envelope. And we open the envelope and it says $10,000. And then I hear the story that there was a sponsor who said to the director of the school, I want to bless two families that are really sacrificed a lot to be in the school and who have good vision what to do after the school. And so the director of the school gave him like 300 names. And he prayfully went through all 300 and God highlighted to him two names. <laughs> and one of them was my name. Ah, I saw how God provides through completely unlogical ways. Completely, you cannot even figure it out how God provides. <laughs> So after that, I stopped even trying to figure it out. Um, then Tanya did first year as well in the school. And then second year was also amazing provision of God. We saw so many um, like unlogical ways how God is going to bless. And I feel today as we read the scripture, I believe God will start opening to you also unpredicted sources, unpredicted ways, unpredicted revenues, how God will be taking care of you, or not just financially, but of anything that is in your life. Uh, we used to think that there's only a few ways how God blesses us, but I believe God today will show you and will manifest more and more ways to bless you. 
so let's open a famous story of Peter, how he walked on the water. Um, who remembers that story? <laughs> we all do, right? Uh, let's open Matthew 14. But I want to show you something amazing. Matthew 14. Matthew. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. I'm reading from verse 22. And go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you're the Son of God. Holy Spirit, I pray, help me to bring that beautiful image to my brothers and sisters. And I pray for that every heart would receive an amazing miracle today. Um, the storm. Disciples are scared. P uh, Peter sees that Jesus is walking on the water. He probably realized that whatever Jesus is doing, I can do. I think that was in their atmosphere of between Jesus and disciples. I think Jesus was encouraging them, like, guys, whatever I'm doing, you can do. And so Peter's like, you are walking on the water, I want to walk on the water. So Jesus says, go. He somehow climbed out, started walking. Then we see, he saw, at the verse 30, he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. I remember so many times I would start doing something that God is telling us to do. And then I would start getting scared and like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? I would start doubting that God will provide. I would start doubting that God is faithful. I would start doubting that everything's going to work out. I would start allowing these thoughts to penetrate me. Like right now there's so many fears going all around the media and so many arrows are attacking us. So it's so natural for us to allow these thoughts to penetrate. And, and so we, 
we sometimes look like we're walking on the water, then we're drowning. Then we're walking on the water, then we're drowning. Then we're walking on the water, then we're drowning. So the big question, how to stay above the water? <laughs> how to stay above the water? And what helped, uh, for example, in my storm in the school to stay above the water is what helped here to Peter. Uh, it says, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. Um, I literally believe that God is stretching his hand today to everyone. Stretching his hand. Um, because without his hand, it's really hard. Without his presence, it's really hard. Without his touch, if it's just mental, if I just try to survive mentally on principles, on logic, on formulas, it's really, really hard. So the key how Peter stood up again, and it says that they went back to the boat together. You see, he stretched out his hand, caught him, and then th verse 32, and when they got into the boat, so they kept on walking together to the boat back. So the, the key is to catch his hand. When, when you see that God is not abstractly far away, just gave you principles to operate on earth, but he really intimate and close, and he really wants to hold you during this pandemic, during this stormy time. When you really see his hand and you grab, that's our responsibility, <laughs> to grab his hand. <laughs> that's all we need to do. <laughs> that's very complicated truth. We just need to grab his hand. <laughs> and when we do that, then everything starts to change. And then Peter went above the waters and they both walked on the water. It's funny that you always um, think of Peter drowning. But I think that Peter walked longer than he was drowning. He walked in the beginning, then he walked back to the boat. So if he was walking, let's say Jesus caught him over there. So this is the boat. He was walking certain distance from the boat. Then he sunk. Uh, Jesus caught him somewhere here. And then they walked all the way back. So he was sunking only somewhere here. But all the way he was walking back and forth. So that's amazing. With the hand of God, you can walk through anything. With the hand of God, truly nothing is impossible. Because you, you do not just believe mentally. It's a supernatural ability comes. Supernatural strength comes. Supernatural power comes that you cannot even explain. It's like you feel unlimitedly strong. Because in his presence, logic explodes. 
in his presence, like these meditations that Peter had, oh, the wind, oh, the waters, uh, and he started meditating, oh, this is probably impossible that I walk on water, this is impossible, that is impossible, this is impossible. But as soon as he got the hand of Jesus, all this logic disappeared. He was like, Jesus is walking, Ooh, it's impossible to do it without his hand. Um, the whole New Testament we see it's impossible to leave without his hand. Uh, how do you love your, your enemy? How do you bless those who curse you? How do you honor every person in the world? How do you pray for the wicked people who are doing so bad, so lots of bad things to you? Lots of uh, things in the New Testament we see it's impossible to do without him. So especially at this time during the pandemic, I feel God wants to stretch his hand. He is stretching his hand. And he wants all of us to grab hold of it. And how do you do it? You do it by faith that he loves you. By faith that he cares for you. By faith that he really wants to help in every situation. You do not Try to explain how God will provide, uh, which way God will provide, this way or that way. No, you just grab his hand and say, Lord, I, st I, I, I finish my engine. I do not want to try to figure it out. I do not want to understand how things will connect. I just want to hold on to your hand and I know everything will be all right. As simple as that. Can you please imagine right now, any situation that is drowning you personally. Let's close our eyes. Let's do this exercise. And I believe Holy Spirit will do something right now. Uh, can you imagine, uh, maybe it's um, job situation, money situation, relationship situation, health issues, or anything that is stormy. Um, anything that is shaking you. Anything that brings you discomfort, fear, uh, pressure, um, like a storm of any kind. And now let's see the hand that is stretched to you personally. Try to see this hand loving, smiling Jesus, stretching his hand to you personally. And he says, Take my hand. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to survive. Just stop your logic. <laughs> stop trying this human reasoning, how everything will, will work out. Just grab my hand. Just grab my hand, my son, my daughter. Just take me by my hand. Now, can we do it as a prophetic act? Can you just physically reach out and grab the hand of Jesus? I know it maybe sounds weird, but it's a prophetic. You just do it in the spirit. And squeeze Jesus' hand. Holy Spirit, I thank you that this is the moment when the storm has no more power over all these people who are reconnecting to you in a new way. I thank you that no power has 
any no no storm has no more power over them these situations has no more power over these people we thank you jesus for supernatural salvation grace supernatural salvation pull i see how jesus is pulling you right now i see how he's pulling you up up and above above the sickness above the poverty above the stress i see how jesus pulling somebody above from drugs above from addictions above from games addictions drug addictions i see how god is pulling you above anything that is stormy thank you thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit hallelujah now what then peter what what did he do after that he was holding on to jesus and walking to the boat i guarantee <laughs> when jesus pulled him out i think he grabbed on him he was like <laughs> and they were walking like this can you grab like this now from from here now to here do you see that you are already above the storm we can keep our eyes closed if you want if you would like see yourself now walking over this issues walking over what was pushing and killing or pressing on you and see yourself holding the hand of jesus and walking with him in very intimate connection very close very close very close to him thank you jesus for walking with us through all these hard times we thank you holy spirit for holding us so tightly thank you that this is not by our strength by our might it's by your power we thank you that we're gonna be flourishing in this season and this church will flourish in this season and everyone in this church will flourish in this season because they walk with you and hold tight to you i thank you lord thank you lord mm. thank you thank you thank you holy spirit the last thing what happened in this story jesus told peter on the way oh you of little faith why did you doubt and i don't want to sound right now any condemning i want to show you the principle here little faith means short faith not little in the size what i imagine what i believe but little means short he walked from here to here <laughs> and jesus said why your faith was so little <laughs> like 10 seconds <laughs> so i believe it's a that is the secret sauce that how to keep your faith on is just hold his hand 
When doubts are coming, how will I survive? What's going to do? What's going to happen in one month? What's going to happen in two months, three months, four months, year? Now we don't even know what's going to happen in five years. <laughs> it's like so many like, things that are unknown. So we stop this engine inside. We stop this figuring it out. We're grabbing his hand and we say, whatever you say, I will be able to walk with you. And that's the key to keep your faith on, is connection, intimacy with Him. Without intimacy with Jesus, we can survive for so long. Our willpower, we have willpower, we have determination, we have passion, we have um, enthusiasm, we have friends, we have church. They can support us for so long but it's always a temporary without his hand we will not survive long maybe you, you experienced it already we can live a Christian life successfully only very brief moment without his help <laughs> by formulas by principles we can survive very little but when you grab his hand, you can flourish unlimitedly. You can keep your faith on no matter what. Like no matter what. Like no matter what. Whatever storm. Ha ha. You laugh. Because you have a hand of the almighty God. So close to you. So tight. So loving. So merciful. You're just holding on tightly. And you laugh at any storm. And you laugh at any situation. You laugh at any doctor's diagnosis. <laughs> you laugh at any obstacle. The greater obstacle, the greater miracle. The greater obstacle, the greater testimony. Uh, so the life becomes an adventure. Life becomes, I'm sure you experienced it. Uh, life becomes like, God, I'm just interested how is that gonna work out i don't know <laughs> but you inside you keep your faith on you're smiling you are enjoying the journey you're not like <sighs> fighting you're not like trying to survive you are enjoying the journey and that's i believe the beauty of christianity that we can be in the intimacy with his hand all the time 24 7 we don't need to release his hand. And that's, I believe, what says pray constantly. It's like, keep his hand close. <laughs> Just connect with him. Don't lose that connection. Stay in his presence. Enjoy his presence. And then no storm can drown us. Amen. Uh, can we just say, um, just confess, I will walk intimately with Jesus all the days of my life and no storm will drown me I will flourish through all circumstances in Jesus name I believe this is a word for all of all of you today and I I know God's hand is with you so just keep holding and it will manifest. The supernatural things will start manifesting in a new way that we never could figure it out. And I know Tanya has a, has a word for you as well.
Hello. <laughs> it's so good to be here today. And thank you so much for the word. We received that. And I, um, I, I would love to say something uh, like my testimony. And at the same time, I feel really like heavy word. I feel uh, like heavy word from God for you as a church. That in this time, God is uh, inviting you in, in this journey. He's inviting you to become next people from the chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11. The Hebrew chapter 11 says like, by faith, uh, so on and so on, did that and that. And by that, he become the hero of faith. And I feel like this is your time. This is your time to become a part of Hebrew 11. This is your time to do, to make that step of faith. Like in the middle of crisis, you can do that step of faith that God is asking you to do. He wants you to become that hero of faith. He wants you to run this, uh, this journey with him. He wants you to become the person who will bring the knowledge of God to this earth. He wants you to be a person who will be like living history, living proven, proven that God is alive. He's still doing his work on this planet. He's still faithful to his people. He's still loving God. He's still bringing hope. He's still bringing healing. He's still a miraculous God. He still wants to be and to be in the middle of people's life. He still loves people. He's still real. He's still loving. And he wants to do that through you. Through every and each of us. And I feel this is the invitation for you as a church to step in this season. To step and do the step of faith. Step of faith. God is inviting you to, to do step of faith. I, I can see that like second, um, next chapter is Hebrew 12. They say, um, it says that, you know, all these verses, that's why I will not even open it. But I feel like to bring the spirit of faith because God is, uh, bringing like new, uh, like season to you, uh, for you as a local church. He's like, um, like inviting you to a new season. And in that season, you need to walk in a new level of faith. And God is giving you that level of faith, new level of faith that, uh, will bring your church to new level of influence here in your region. I see the like, uh, you, like I feel the word for pastors, prepare for revival. Prepare for revival. Prepare for revival. Because harvest is ready. Prepare for revival. Each of and everyone needs to be prepared for revival. How you will be prepared for revival? By trusting God in new steps of faith. It says like uh, Abraham, by faith, Abraham did like that and that by faith Noah did that and that by faith next person did that and that by faith and now is your turn to do steps of faith now is your turn to be part of the 11th chapter of Hebrews now is your uh, time your name to become 
and to be placed in that chapter. In the 12th chapter, it says, uh, first, uh, first, um, first verse, sorry, my beautiful English, <laughs> says like all those people who were running and bringing that, like uh, having, uh, like mm, taking that legacy of faith that was passing to, to them. They were running with that and now they stayed and they stay and they watching you like a um, cloud of witnesses and they say let's do it. Do th this is your turn. This is your turn. Like in the middle of all crises, in the middle of all challenges in your life. This is your time to become the person, the people of faith. This is your time to say God what you want me to do. I know what this news wants me to do. To worry, to doubt, to uh, like lose my faith, to lose my joy, but what you want me to do. And that was the history of many people of faith. In the middle of crisis, they, would, they were asking, God, what you are doing? And how I can participate in that? How, what, uh, what step of faith I can do that I can step out of the reality of the impossible and step into the reality of God's possibility, God's reality. And from my heart, I want to tell you like huge thank you to all Americans, uh, cre American Christians who were supported missionaries, who were sending money, who giving, who were giving money because through you guys, we were saved. <laughs> God save, God save many Ukrainians, many Russian speaking, ma many other um, countries through your missionaries, through people. Uh, who like uh, Pastor Michael, like Rhonda, like Peter, like um, uh, Steve, like other people from American churches who came to our country. I was saved. Once I saw the dream, and in that dream I saw white men because I didn't have anyone who told me about Jesus in my, in my village. And I saw in, in my dream the white man who came and I felt tremendous love of, of God and I didn't even know who or that. And in my, in my dream I hear myself like I told people that was God, don't be afraid, that was God, it was not aliens because we knew about aliens but we never heard about God. <laughs> so I woke up and I knew that God exists through that, uh, through that uh, dream, but I never met Christian people. I never knew the Bible, Bible exists. I never had information about uh, Christian life. And I decided to go from my village to bigger city that I heard that uh, uh, one, uh, like that there are people who have black, book like we we, we uh, I had another dream about black book the bible <laughs> and I went to that city Odessa and I was walking on the streets and asking do you know people who have black book <laughs> who have a black book and they say there are there are sectants sectants there are very dangerous people they killing small babies and they sacrificing small babies I no you don't understand that <laughs> And I was walking on the streets and finally I found the um, advertisement of Peter's Mel uh, 
conference that already passed and that there was a church address. So I came there and I, um, at that church, I didn't understand anything because it was like completely something new for me. But I felt the presence of God and I was crying and crying and crying because I felt that love of God even without understanding anything. And Without you, we would not have that opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your lives were influenced our lives through the ocean, through the air. Your love was reaching our, our lives in, in that communistic, like at that time, Ukraine was as today, North Korea. It was really dark time, really, really dangerous time, really like hard time. And love of God through your, uh, from your heart like reached us. And I want to thank you so much for that. Thank you that you sacrificed. Now being in America for, for these years, I understand that you could go to Hawaii <laughs> For those money that you are sacrificing, for the, for your tithes, for uh, I I understand that this was the uh, the very big sacrifice for you. But I want to tell thank you th uh, want to tell you thank you so much that you choose to give to the church, to give to the uh, to the projects and that are in church that you are coming every Sunday that you bring your faith to the church that you ministering to the church that you preaching to other people your neighbors because doing everything we are building his kingdom we are building his city of God we are building his like dream that he have uh, for us he want us to live in his kingdom and I just want to pray uh, and I feel something for some people pastor is that okay if I can release thank you Lord Jesus thank you for your presence thank you that you are real thank you that you are real in our life. Thank you that you're doing miracles today. And I feel that for some people, you feel, you feel uh, like the weight, uh, weight of God on you right now. We feel like presence of God upon you. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Holy Spirit, thank you. Oh, Дух Святой, спасибо тебе, что накрываешь этот зал сейчас. Я благодарю тебя. Благодарю тебя. Спасибо, Господь. Oh, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel like God is healing bodies right now. God is healing bodies right now. I feel like God is doing miracle with the women's organs right now. And you will have a baby. Lay had a song, Beshatala, or in Besadirebo, Lay a Sigida Shakambo. Oh, I feel like uh, uh, one person you said before, you had like temptations with the drugs and. And your heart is pure. You don't want to do that. But you felt like you didn't have strength to overcome that temptation. I feel like Holy Spirit right now is on you. And he's bringing such a power to your heart. Such a power to your mind. Such a power to your soul that you become strong. I feel like joy of the Lord is filling your heart so strongly. And you will feel that power. You will feel that God 
God is with you all the time and never this uh, temptation uh, can, uh, uh, can attack you. You will feel strong against all that temptation. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel like a couple of the people right now will feel um, the presence of God upon you. And this is uh, the calling for you for the ministry. You will become the uh, uh, like support for Pastor Michael. You will become uh, like really uh, anointed minister. God is putting his anointing for ministry on you right now in Jesus name and you sir what is your name Curtis Curtis I I, um, I could see the um, TV shows that you are doing I see like a, a, could you please stand up I, I pray thank you Lord for him my brother I see like um, songs that uh, you wrote, you writing that? You writing the songs, and it becomes the songs that all America is singing. I, I, uh, I see like raise, you raising the team that will have spiritual impact to the American worship. Ooh, oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I, I, I see you doing TV production, and it's uh, the production that has influenced young people and has influence on the families. And uh, your voice uh, becomes voice that young people is listening. Your voice becomes voice that young people heard that. Now, many voices, but your voice is going to be heard by young people. Your voice will bring hope. Your voice, your voice will bring restoration. Your voice uh, from that TV show will bring like open door to the kingdom for young people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this amazing man of God. Thank you for this amazing team, worship team that rising in this house and having influence to the uh, to the whole country in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah oh I feel like God is doing he's reminding you your dreams he, he reminding you many of you your dreams that you forgot that you uh, uh, thought like uh, oh it's impossible God is saying you everything is possible for those who believing everything is possible and he give you the uh, the gift of faith I, I, to again to believe oh lord jesus thank you so much thank you oh hallelujah 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 could someone play for for one minute please here and <laughs> hallelujah thank you jesus oh Rhonda, i feel like such an anointing on you and your voice become strong you, your voice is strong, but I feel such an anointing comes to, to your like a voice as a woman of God. And I see like you are uh, starting movement for women. Uh, women? <laughs> is that correct? Movement for women. I see like a grace of God is uh, coming on many women through your ministry. I see you are starting woman ministry and that woman ministry is uh, like helping uh, uh, 
somehow connected with the women in crisis, women who is uh, like uh, pregnancy, risk pregnancy, all those kind of challenges. And through your ministry, you reach them. You reach like your voice is going all like beyond the church so your, your voice becoming strong and strong like see that God has given you new grace on ministry new grace on ministry new grace on ministry oh new grace new grace on ministry in Jesus name hallelujah oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus oh hallelujah oh I see like um, from your uh, children's your children's like we saw that uh, when um, the, I see a special grace on children of your church special grace of children of your church oh hallelujah thank you Jesus that this church is raising new generals of faith generals of faith generals of faith oh generals of faith oh hallelujah thank you lord for uh, for this new generation of ministries when we came to united states i like open for myself such a huge legacy and inheritance that your country has such a huge legacy and inheritance that's why we went to school we decided to collect all that inheritance all that legacy of faith that your country has and to bring to uh, back to our country and i see like especially people that are like um uh, older than 40 years old you are the carrier of that legacy you are the carrier of that legacy oh you are the carrier of that legacy oh Oh Lord Jesus, you are the carrier of, like, uh, of that legacy. Oh, I bring up. Oh, I feel like God says, raise up my voices. Raise up my voices. Oh, raise up my voices. Oh, Radashi de la Candia. Lead a second or so. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for the wind of the Spirit. Wind of the Spirit. That uh, stirred every gift in this church, that stirred every talent, and that this church has an influence on the city, on the region, on the state, and even to the whole United States of America. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh could you please, uh, in the yellow, could you please stand up in the yellow? Yes, you sir thank you jesus hallelujah i i see like god honoring your pure heart you are serving him with pure heart and god is honoring and you were doing like to be with the lord you you make um decisions uh and uh, god says i feel like the words god rewards God honors and rewards people who seek for Him. You are that person. You are that person. Everything you've done for God, everything you left to be with God, He sees your sacrifice. And I see that time of reward, the season of reward is coming to your life. The season of reward is coming to your life. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the 
time of breakthrough, the time of breakthrough upon our, our brother's life. Time of breakthrough. Like I see that what you were praying for many years, this is the time. God like prepared the feast. Like uh, Psalm 23 says, he prepared the feast like in front of the uh, enemies, right? And this is your time, the time of feast and time of reward in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Whoa. Ah. Yes, Jesus. Oh, who is, uh, there is a people who has like children's ministry in heart. Could you please stand up? Uh, who have like calling and feeling that God is calling you to, uh, to children's ministry. Probably they are in children's ministry, right? <laughs> Realization. Let's like pray for them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this amazing people of God who bring a new generation of revivalists. Revivalists. Revivalists from this church. Oh, revivalists from this church. Hallelujah. Thank you for every child that will have this legacy of faith, legacy of revival, legacy of bring reality of God to the all world to the whole world in Jesus name I see your children they are going to mission trips all over the world Sri Lanka I see your children they are going and they are going like uh, in the time like um, they're anointing 10 times stronger because of the house that they were raised up they're anointing and, and they just uh, young people praying for sick and I see like under their hand they see the miraculous uh, work of God thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus we're so thankful for your sacrifice for us Holy Spirit we're so thankful that you are real right now in our lives oh hallelujah oh hallelujah I see the family in the morning you had like argument when you were going to uh, uh, preparing for the church you have a uh, you had argument and even like the enemy uh, started to put the word divorce and I see like God is coming to to your house <laughs> and he's filling your house with love you, you, he is like your house becomes the house of love and all those uh, all those arguments right now they like lost their, uh, their, uh, their power grip yes they lost their grip the enemy is has no place in your family this is your wife this is your husband and you were brought by God you were brought and to be a powerful powerful family that serving God and serving other people in Jesus mighty name I feel like God is right now putting his love to to uh, to each other in Jesus name let us I just like two seconds we'll spend with the testimony uh, and then pray for one more category of people um, uh, in December I was in the church and I was um, uh, I saw for one second I, for a split of seconds I turned and I saw one man and he was staying 
and for a second I saw him as a as a crop like just uh, cor cor corpse corp uh, just like uh, um, spiritually not physically and uh, I found him after service and they were visiting he as and his wife and they were from uh, San Francisco and I asked him uh, sir uh, I I saw like God has wanted to put his life especially in your soul and in your body and he he was staying and I said can I pray for you and he says yes and and I started to pray for him and he started to cry and like long story short this man he decided to make suicide next month next um, day morning it was Sunday and he decided on uh, Monday uh, and he brought all his financing and he was one of the um, like management a manager like uh, like level manager in Apple company so he had like good life but the spirit of suicide so like was terrible or was so was was so terrible on him that he decided to end his life and when we prayed together with Yuri and he like received the Holy Spirit and that spirit of suicide left him his mom made a suicide his grandfather made a suicide and he was like witness how his mom tried to do suicide and after that prayer when we prayed God gave him freedom we met him a couple months later and he said uh, I never had even one thought about suicide and he said before I had like years and the last year especially uh, 2019 he said I couldn't survive I just wanted to finish because I, I was so tormented by that spirit but after that, pray, that uh, prayer that power left him that uh, suicidal spirit never came again we connected him him later and he said never came uh, never come again and I felt like uh, such a grace here uh, for uh, any type of depression Oof. Jesus Jesus I see the Holy Spirit is coming to your souls to your hearts he's given your new life new life of joy he new life of uh, experience the joy of of god new life new life experience his presence in your soul and the spirit of suicide the spirit of depression is living your your life right now in jesus name i see like two or three people i will not ask you to uh, put your hand but just receive this i receive this power of god power of god power of god upon you to bring you complete freedom in jesus name i see the life of god coming to your soul coming to your heart and bring your freedom Freedom in Jesus' name. Let us send the shokodora bay. Hey, la karadasia. Hori besheda sendi shakadia. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. I see one young lady who is. Um, have like really tough time on on the workplace just like almost harassment something very seriously like and and it uh, sucks like all life from you all the situation on the on your work and God is I see like he's coming to that place he's saying you are my daughter I will protect you and you I feel like you you got this 
uh, strength from God. And you will come to that new uh, to place of work and you will sound in a different way. You will sound like as a God is giving you the spirit of strength. Oh, in Jesus' name. And you're coming there and you're saying, this is my place. This is God put me there. And I see like all that enemy power is uh, just ruined by your uh, authority in Jesus' name. And all the situation in natural becomes to be, uh, uh, started to change. And thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And one more, what I see, it's kidney, kidney, kidney problems, kidney problems. Hallelujah. I see like God is touching kidney in some ways. Uh, hallelujah. Is it, if it's you, could you please raise your hand if you have any, like, if you want to. <laughs> uh, but I see like, maybe it's for you or for your relatives, but it's like, um, re um, healing power is work, uh, Holy Spirit power working on your kidney right now restoring, cleaning and bringing like life of God to your kidney hallelujah, hallelujah Lord Jesus, whenever this person wherever we bless him or her and we release the healing of God, healing of God healing of God in Jesus name thank you Lord Jesus that you do like operation and those stones are going away hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah God you are opening the way where there was no way thank you Jesus I hear for someone there I'm opening the way that you thought there is no way and he's opening that way for you he's opening that way for you thank you Jesus hallelujah Lord we give you all 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 our honor thank you for your reality in our lives thank you that we are not alone that you are Holy Spirit with us today you bring us faith love joy breakthrough a new level of faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.